This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We have the team that's tops, here at St Andrews, they got to give us what we're longing for. It's burning up forever, let's hear it from the stand, so come on city, sing this song once Ladies and gents, boys and girls, it's 7.30, it's Monday night, and of course that means the Tilton Talk Show is sponsored by Bull Sports, principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club, Emily Riley, French Polishers, and of course our friends at the Garrison Coffee Company. And between that, we have got our good friends at SCS Autos, and of course, Excessive Blues and everybody else, image Cleaning, you know, so many people do so many things for us, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. Welcome all, and uh, keep that shout box going tonight, we've got loads and loads and loads of questions to ask our wonderful guest tonight. Uh, I'll introduce him to you in a minute. In the meantime, we've got uh, young Ollie in the room tonight, who's uh, assisting Chris and the ropes. Hello, mate. And then we've got uh, the one and only, of course, Mr. Mark Adams. Hello, everybody. Good evening. In his robe, of course, as always. Craig Courtney. Evening all, evening. Mr. Fixer himself. Uh, Then there's myself. Greetings and good evening. And Mrs. Brown. Good evening. (laughs) Do we have Mr. Sheen tonight? No, no, we have a Mr. Alan Watson. We have Alan Watson, though. Well, of course we've got Alan Watson. How could we forget Chairman? Chairman of the board, the one and only Mr. Alan Watson. Good evening from uh, sunny but cold Sussex. Sunny but cold. (laughs) 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 It happened to me once, but... uh, It's only ever happened to me once. It never happened again. <laughs> and of course, our guest of the evening, and I know there's been loads and loads of reaction to this over the week. The one and only is a legend at St Andrews, a legend with every single Birmingham City fan. And we remember the commitment and the effort that this guy put in uh, to our football club and for, uh, for us as fans. The one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Noel Blake. A bit late on buttons there, Chris. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> one job. He gets one job a week, right? Oh, dear me, dear me. Um, okay, as we start the show tonight, then, our thoughts and condolences have to be with the uh, the Luton fan that sadly passed away at Birmingham. Oh, Barry Lake. You know, words can't describe because we are a football family. It's not just Birmingham City. Yeah, there's rivalry. Yeah, there's, you know, passion and one thing or another. Um when a football fan comes to our city and doesn't make it home, then oh, we will 
pay our respects to him and to his family, condolences. And, you know, you never expect these things, but no. how no. awful, how awful. No. And I'm sure the respect and the love from every single Birmingham City fan is with your family and your friends. Rest in peace, son. And indeed the football world. Of course, the football club, yeah, everybody here. Not, uh, not a great way to start, I know, but... Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and you know what we always pay respect at the beginning of the show Chris and I think that's always always poignant and respectful you I know agree. what I mean I agree yeah, yeah. okay so we've got Noel Blake with us uh, um, tonight then ladies and gents girls and boys and wow what what a player what a man and uh, we'll chat with Noel in a couple of seconds but uh, uh, first off 3-0 take that in 3-0 against Luton Town yeah. my son I was at work on Saturday sent me a picture of St Andrews and I thought get you're in there aren't you and I said nice one mate lovely and he got his daughter nine year old with him now I know about the protests that go on outside but my daughter my granddaughter this is my granddaughter was sitting in the Gilmerick lower and all these tennis balls lemons and even bottles were being thrown onto the pitch and do you know what that little girl said daddy I don't want to be here huh? that's my football yeah. club that's my football club that's my son and my granddaughter. And if I count my dad, four generations of us have been there, right? Four generations. And, and they all probably, look, protest outside the ground, by all means. Inside the ground, it's about 11 players and a manager on a football pitch. That's my opinion, right? Don't upset my granddaughter because I don't like it, right? A, a child saying, I don't want to be here, daddy. Oh, going a dad. Wrong, yep. completely and utterly wrong that people should make her feel like that on a day out. End of. I didn't hear anything about the bottles. I didn't know that. Uh, well, I, I can only say I can only say what Scott said yeah. to me, right? Not, and, not, good, um, not, good, not good. No, 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 no. Stop frightening the kids. They're children, for crying out loud's sake. Yeah? yeah. They, they, they want to go and they want to experience it. And, and um, you know, like I say, protest outside. They do get to hear it if you're outside. Right, but when you're inside, come on, come on. Your protests have been on the news. It's been good, right? Yeah. There hasn't, there's been very, very little trouble. I know there's been a couple of arrests, right? But like, leave the kids out of it inside the stadium, please. Hmm? I agree. Right, okay, 3 0. Mark, what's your take on that? Did you go? Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, I was there. Yes, of course. Don't, don't say of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was in, yeah, I was, I was there as usual. Um, I thought it was the best home game in weeks, to be honest. I thought we passed, passed the ball well. The, the new boys have just given us a new uh, new dimension. Incredible. Totally different dynamic. Um, we just looked so comfortable and we looked at a different proposition. I mm. just wish it was this this sort of performances, you know, two months ago. Um, don't don't no, worry too much about that, put Mark. And I tell you why: it's because we've got Stoke this week, and me and Noel living between the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that'll be a tasty one. Look forward to that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just wish you know this was the Blues of seven, eight weeks ago. Because we, mm. I mean, we, we're, we're not going to go down. You know that was never in question. It's up there with the Perry Bar question. You know, it's mm. you know it's not going to happen. Um, I was really, really impressed. I mean, some people are saying Luton was off, off the game on Saturday, but, you know, th three goals, clean sheet, and it's nice to have a bit of pos positivity for once. Mm. You know, it, it's um, a lot of the games have been like, dare I say, like uh, like chores. 
But he's actually looking forward to the next the next game now, the next home game, the one after that. And it's also nice to come on here on a Monday night with with a positive thoughts and positive minds, and, and you know it's, where it's, are we going to take actually quite, week? It's quite unusual. It's quite rare. Yeah. Not unusual. It's, it's, it's been rare. Late. It's been late. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, apparently, according to Luton manager, they were well on top till the um, tennis balls got thrown on. I don't agree with that. <laughs> right, what, 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 what time did the tennis ball get thrown on? 14 minutes. 14, 14 minutes. minutes, yeah. 14 what minutes. was the significance of 14? Valentine's oh. no. Day. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when, um, what minute did we score? It's 21. 21. The six minutes had passed. And we, we, we still hadn't got in there half by the time... The, 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 we, when we mm. scored, it was the first mm. first time we got in their penalty area. Mm. Um, but they, for all their pressure, and, and they, they did have a real good go at pinning us back, mm. didn't create anything. Uh, there was one feeble shot that um, Bethridge had to say, but the rest of the time, we, we, we coped. I mean, we, we kept mm. giving the ball back to them. That was the problem. But once we stopped doing that, uh, there was only one team in it, and, and we scored three very good goals. Uh mm. And we should maybe maybe should have had two or three more. I mean, can I, sorry to butt in, Alan. Just to say what a masterstroke signing Lyle Taylor because he is just oh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Do you know what? If we can get those three together, Mark, on permanent mm-hmm. deals, I know I know the one is already right, but if we can get those other two on permanent deals, oh my god. Yeah. Oh it's my different. god. It's not. It's not going to happen. I, I, th- I think Hernandez is more on whether Norwich get relegated because if mm. they if they go down, they're going to want him. Yeah, and of course he's, he's he's not really in the three-year plan, is he? So, uh, he's over, yeah, as Michael Wood says here, in Luton's last nine, they've won six, drawn two, and lost one, and uh, that's that's you know an incredible record for a team like Luton, who's you know not being funny. They're not mugs, are they? No, they're not mugs. No, they're no, they're, no, they're no. right. No. no. Mm. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Here's a fun fact for you. When was really? the last, last time that a man from Curacao, Cuba, oh. and Montserrat all scored for Birmingham <laughs> in a single match? Uh, probably 1874. Hasn't <laughs> it hasn't happened before. 1874. <laughs> I was just saying that before the show, Alan. Yeah, mate. I was, I was thinking that myself. <laughs> okay, that's enough about the game then, uh, Craig, unless you've got anything to add to that, have you? No, I was just going to say, we've said that about having a nice weekend and joining today, but actually walking out the ground and, and actually having a bit of pleasantry between the fans, what a difference, you know, uh, a win like that actually makes. And I've got to agree, I don't I don't think some of those players that are on, li- uh, are on loan are going to sign for us, but they put themselves in the shop window, don't they? So if they turn up, they play for us. They don't sign for us. Some other club's going to come in for them. So I tell you what, I don't care they're on loan. If they're with us next season, brilliant. If they're not, fair play. They've won themselves a contract somewhere else, but they've turned out for us, and that's what matters to me. But we always miss out, though, Craig. We always miss out. Unfortunately, after I mean, we have we go back over the years. We've had some fantastic loan signings. Um, and it is a shame. But I tell you what, when we look at our loan signings as well. Look at the names that we've had down there that have gone on to massive things afterwards. You know, we mm. we do tend to pick up these youngsters and have them turn around. And 
lot of, Taylor's, yeah, he's 31, so he's no spring chicken, but he's also not pasty. So, nah, you know, nah, nah. Nah. he doesn't. He looks a very fit young man. Uh, I'll, 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 Alan, I doesn't look like a 31 year old at all. Very I confident. Couldn't, I couldn't well. give him a run for his money, let me tell you. No. <laughs> no, okay, no. let's go to our superstar <laughs> guest now tonight, then the one and only Mr. Noel Blake. Noel, welcome to the Tilton Talk Show, and uh, it's great to have you with us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, thanks for um, having us on. Yeah. <clears throat> brilliant, brilliant. Um, like, you were just a machine, weren't you? I mean, the, th- the three of you there at St Andrews back in the day, my goodness me. Um, I suffer from short-term memory problems, but my longer-term memory is, is really pretty good. Um, difficult to remember my own name sometimes, but they. <laughs> yeah. um, but when you got when you three were in in that in that team, it, you were like brick walls with like stanchions behind you, and then behind that was diggers and like armored cars and everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, was like, yeah. it was great. It was brilliant. And do you know what? That's what a Birmingham City fan wants. Well. When you say the the, the, the three, what other, what others were there? You talking about? Well, it's Mick, wasn't there? <laughs> the beast, yeah. The beast. Yeah. Oh come on, you you know the other one. No, listen, we uh, Blues have always had. Um, when I certainly when I grew up grew up watching them in the seventies, they had personalities. Yeah. Uh, big characters. Uh, my favourite player um, at the time was Roger Hind. Oh, superb. Um, the big Roger, yeah. yeah he's, he's, Take his teeth out. Yeah, big Roger. He was playing alongside Stan Ireland. You know, that one. Yeah, Stan Ireland. Yeah. Uh, John yeah. Roberts. They, they were the centre-backs. We when I used to watch them, and obviously Joe came along later. Obviously, he had Lachie and people like that. So, they, they, and, Bob, and Bobby Hatton. They had personalities. Um, in, my, in my time, he was last year. They and TC, you know. Um, listen, they're characters, but they're also very, very good players. Mm. Um, we knew how to look after ourselves individually and collectively, and that's that's what we wore. The old expression, you, wear, you know, sort of wear your heart on your sleeve. Um, we had a badge on our chest, and we had to uh, we play for the badge as well. Yeah, too right. What a great thing to say! Because everybody that plays for that badge, you can turn around, and we will remember your name. Mm. Most definitely. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I think it's important. You know, you, you you just touched on. I spoke a moment ago about um, some of the lads we've had on loan, the clubs that are on loan over the years. Um, and I've been fortunate to work with, 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 with quite a few of them, especially the English lads like Jesse Lingard and people like that. You know, and good young talented people, and they've come to Blues. Rebel Morrison come to Blues, done well, and gone on to to to, to do well elsewhere. You know, um, if any club you you know with, with a loan market is using it properly, um, get your recruitment right, using it properly. Um, there's some young, good young talents out there who are not getting games within their. You know, obviously clubs only have 25 pros and 25 um, sort of that they can pick from during the, especially the Premier League players. Good, very very good young talented boys out there. You know, and then they want to play football. They want to play football. You know, and, and I know we're all blues connected with the blues and what have you, but Birmingham City is a big football club. It could be. It could be. It's a big club. It can be big. It is a big, it's a big club, but it could yeah. be huge, right? And I've said this to so many people the name Birmingham, second biggest city in the country. Hmm? It's, it's crying out 
for somebody to just come and say, you know what, I'm going to invest in this because I know it can go big. Yeah, that's what we need. Mm. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah, well, this, this is this is this is not now. It's been going on for years, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's been going on for years. We've got we've had these issues for years and years now. You know, mm. uh, lack of funds, lack of this. Obviously, the big thing for me, you know, is at the start of the season when the stadium, after the stadium was closed, that was, that, that was an embarrassment. Mm. That was an embarrassment. You know, yeah. because we should that shouldn't be happening at, at the club. If you if you have that issue, then you get it done in the summer. You get it done in the summer. Well, they had the whole of COVID lockdown to get it done, didn't they? Yeah. You move over and over and over sorted out, and then you come back in. You kick kick off the season when it, you know coming back from COVID. And okay, you get, I'm going to. ground is still closed. Yeah. I'm going to go on to that, Noel. Right, because the club said they want to communicate more. Yeah, and they've had that very first meeting, and both myself and Chris Brown will be going to the second meeting. Right, I'm going to hurl some abuse at me. You can do. But I will ask the questions. And if you've got any questions that you want me to ask, just message me. Right? I don't care what those questions are, how many nerves they jangle. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I've got nothing to lose. Right? If you've got a question, message me. And I will ask the question and deliver an answer. Now, the club promised an update on that stadium within two weeks. That expired on Saturday. Was it Saturday or Friday? Something like that. And we haven't, to my knowledge, and I'm, I haven't checked today because we haven't, at this present point in time, had the promised update. Birmingham City, listen, if you are going to make us football fans a promise, damn well deliver. Deliver that promise and keep to your word because the distrust will continue until such time as you do and you grow some balls and you put the information out there. Uh, just, just, just to clarify, that's it's the it's the contracts as they're waiting for to say that. But, 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 but I, Chris, I agree, Chris, I agree. Chris, they should, they should be saying that. That update, that update should have been. We are now waiting yeah. on information from the contractors. We haven't I got agree. that information yet. I We're going to keep in touch with. They haven't done it, yeah. and they they failed on the first promise. Not yeah. good enough. Not and it's a picture that meeting is not on tonight, mate. I'll be honest with you. Can I ask you a question, there, Nick? Yeah, of course. Have we? Have, have you guys got a spokesman? Um, it's a collective, I think. Right. We 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 don't need a spokesman, no. Right. We we've got the people out here who are writing on this on this wall here are our spokespeople. No, right? I get that. I'm sorry yeah? to cut the question. I cut the question. I get that. But what the point I'm making is sometimes with <clears throat> people in hierarchies, they if you, there's one person that they can go to. Right. We've never, in 11 years, Noel, had yeah. anybody at Birmingham City Football Club, apart from Davo, right, who, who for a very short time was, was interacting, we've had never had any representation with the football club, anybody really, we've never even had a, a, a current player on the show. We've never had a current player on the show. We've never had, we, we've had the photographer, we've had the, you know, all sorts of people that work in the background, yeah. but the club have never, ever once gone, you know what, this Tilt and Talk show, it's a, it's a big thing on a Monday night, let's get stuck in with it. And they've never embraced us, not once. They're missing, they're missing a trick. Um, I'll give you an example. When I was at Leeds, they had um, similar sort of issues at one point, but then what they had, the ground was owned by the council, et cetera, et cetera. But what then they did... Mm-hmm. They had a supporter on the board. 
wanted to support on the board. He was there, he became the liaison officer between the link between the fans. Yeah, yep, which is brilliant. And it, and it really worked. I remember the guy, uh, Ray Fell, the secretary, and it really worked well. So there's a, there's a, there's a chain of command and there's, you know, um, people could relate to people and things were getting fed back in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a supporter's eye view, you know. Yeah, do you know what? Do you know what they did to us? Do you know what they did to us a couple of years ago? Ask that question. What they did to us a couple of years ago was take away our pucker pies, right? Part of our <laughs> part of our strategy is having a pucker pie, yeah. And it is. And then we have these awful dog awful pies for a year or so. So we did pie gate. We were doing videos about the pies and how awful and bad they were. And they've changed back now to pucker pies. Look, I know it's only a very small thing. <laughs> But fans make a difference. I, yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> I, I, look, I would be more than willing, right, to represent the fans, but I would ask the questions that the fans would be asking. And I'm not afraid to do it, right, because you all know I'm a little bit outspoken sometimes. And if, if there was a board meeting there and this serious question came up, I would ask it. I ain't got a problem with it. Don't have a problem with it. Never had a problem with it. Never will have a problem with it. And... Then I would deliver, I would make sure that I deliver that answer to the people. The people that matter are the people that are writing on that shout box right now. Yeah. And Nick, and, it's, it's yeah. fair to say the fan-led review, I know we've mentioned it last week and there's a few other things come out this week about it. Yeah. One of the main things that's part of that when you actually go through the whole uh, pack, which, yes, I'm sad, but I have read through it, and one of the things that's in there is that fans will be key to the running of the club. They are. They're the lifeblood, Craig. They'll be involved. We're the veins. We're the veins with the arteries, you know. They're the heartbeat, and we're the veins and arteries, mate. That's what Knowles just mentioned, though, about having a fan as part of the spokespeople, you know, being there to pass on those messages. That is a key part of that review. I'd I'd willingly do it. Chelsea, Chelsea do it. And, mm. and, you know, people forget about it, but it's such a massive club and they have people going into their board meetings. I think it's absolutely superb. Mm. I think um, with, with the fa- with the fan-led review, if it, if, if it all goes to plan, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a game-changer. Completely. Yeah, yeah. but it's got yeah. to go to plan, Chris, and they've got it's to got deliver to. on what they yeah. promised. They've already yeah. failed on one. And it's mm. not good enough. And I will tell mm. them to their faces, well, it's they'll have not no good cho- enough. They'll have no choice if the fan-led review... Uh, backed by the government goes through that's what we're all hoping for mm. it is it's mm. going to be a game changer because you know what when you when you spent a lifetime at St Andrews yeah and and Noel you'll know this you're 60 you're the same age as me you, you've spent your lifetime there right it you've looks laughed a lot younger, you've laughed you've cried you've you've, you've, you've sobbed you, you've 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 been elated, you've been over the moon, you've had every single emotion, and it's all about what happens on that pitch, yeah, with the players and the crowd and the crowd reaction and the and the, and the songs and, and, you know, the passion that we deliver and the passion that you as players deliver. Um, and, 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 and it isn't a single solitary thing. We have to come together, and it has to be the whole team. And every single person who pays money to go through them turnstiles is part of the team of Birmingham City Football Club. I mean, following on from that, Noel, can I ask mm. you, put in the fan, if you put yourself in the shoes of the fans, Noel, what do you make of the whistles and the tennis balls and all the rest of it? Would you go along with that or do you think it's... Well, I'm a, fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Mm. Um, I don't agree with it with inside the stadium. 
Mm. No. I really don't. No. I'll tell you for why. I've had, uh, as a player, and we've had demonstrations against boards by your own team at your own ground. And thankfully, Saturday, the result went our way. But I can assure you, it does affect the players. Yeah, I'm I've sure been, it does. I've been being a player when I've, when my own supporters have done, been, been there. It does affect you. Um, because it, 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 as much as you, much as you try not to, it does throw you out, throw you off scent. You know, mm. it does throw you off scent. Um, and as Nick said earlier, by all means, we, 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 Blues fans need to protest. There's no if mm. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. They need to protest, but it's doing it where it's not going to fuel the fire and get the football authorities against the club for starters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this the all right. People may say it's under the championship, but you know, trust me, it's transmitted all over the world. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then on YouTube, which is available, you know, in space. Yeah, so if we're looking to attract major buyers from, from elsewhere mm. and they're seeing that sort of uh, behaviour, um, then what are they going to think? I'm, I'm glad you see it that way. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Different ways of looking at it. The players on, on Saturday as well, I mean, my, my other half was watching it on, on the, uh, the Blues TV and the one thing that she said was the players were laughing. The players were laughing at people throwing tennis balls on. Now, if they're, if they're there, laughing then anybody that's on the camera and I know it was broadcast on Sky I know BBC put it out on Twitter BBC put it on their website but it just doesn't to me it, it, it meant absolutely nothing it was like 60 seconds of people just pelting the pitch with yeah. things they didn't need to do you yeah. know they mm. voiced they voiced their concerns they, they were loud afterwards right it's almost as though there needs to be a trigger to get people talking about what's going on. But also, is this is this now beginning to wane? You know, have people, and, and, and I'm not saying, you know, I condone uh, people not, not protesting and stuff like that, but have people actually thought to themselves, we asked for some communication, we asked for some updates, and we've got it. We asked for some changes to the stadium. We've got it. Now is it time... Continue to voice, but do it in the right way. But back that team when you're in the stadium, like absolutely, it impacts the players. No way it can't. I mean, come on, we had a steward run on the pitch, and he's been, you know, that poor lad's got an absolute grilling when he got off the pitch. <laughs> right? But also, social media made him out to be an absolute master. He's, you know, he's the bees and he's on, on social media. That's not right. He's been paid to do a job, Craig. He was paid to do a job yeah. and he failed. Therefore, he must be dismissed. Hmm? The, 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 if it goes in the referee's report, that could, that could be trouble for us. Yeah, massive trouble. It's, it's the same mm-hmm. spot where the, the idiot run on and it grilled. It's, it's, that oh, was, was the corner it, it came from. Right that now, was the corner that, that was closed. <clears throat> you know, and people are going to look at that and say, there's a problem here. You know, we're going to close them again for two weeks or, or whatever, fine them 100,000. But we can't afford to we find £100,000 every time. Uh, no, it, it was funny, but it was, I, I you know, I, the, the laugh, the, the smile soon went off my face when I realised what was actually happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, talking about putting the players off, uh, the first one where they had the banner in front of the um, the director's box, that, that, that put our, our team off. I can't remember well, which game it was it was 10 minutes to go when we were all over the place in the last 10 minutes. And I'm thinking, you know, they've lost the concentration. So 
it perhaps worked in our favour Saturday, but it, it, it could have easily gone the other way. Mm. Well, my concern, my concern on the game on Saturday was, in all honesty, the the, the Sheffield United game, the whistles, the atmosphere was ugly because those whistles could cause so many people about to kick off with each other. It achieved absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, Scott Scott Rothwell's put it on. He said, "Well, he had two likes on it." I think I do think that's harsh on the steward. That steward is a paid professional with an SIA badge. Yeah, paid to do a job. I'm just looking at it from my perspective, right? If he's paid to do a job, stand there and do your job, right? By all means, take your take your take your high vis jacket off and do the protest outside. By all means, by all means. But don't let the world's media see one of our stewards who is paid to do a job run on the pitch. It's ridiculous. The the old secretary, um, what's his name, uh, Jones, he once told me that the stewards, if the stewards uh, picked the ball up and threw it back on the pitch, they'd be sacked. That's not their Mm. job. There's ball boys to do that. They're supposed to be looking at the crowd. And if, if they're looking at the ball, they're not doing the job. And he said, that's an instant dismissal. So that's that's how, you know, you'd think, well, you know, just kick the ball back, you know, you stand. But no, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to do your job. Uh, and it is a safety thing, after all. It's not, you know, it's not like being a ball boy. You are responsible. All right, OK. There's, there's, sorry, I'm sorry, Alan. There's some other, there's some other comments coming in. Richie Richie, uh, he was trying to get a ball off the pitch. Yeah, but the game's okay, is that not, not his job. Referee blow up. Referee stopped the game. Clear the balls the off the pitch. The, the, the ref had blue to start the game again when the person came on the pitch. So, actually, and, and it was... I'm not condoning a tennis ball, first of all, but it was one. Out of all the others they cleared off the pitch, there was one on the pitch. And but it came it came on after the game restarted. It came on after the, the game started, on yeah. after the game restarted. And, and that's, that was a problem because you, you're waiting for that. They got all the balls off. We're ready to go again. And as soon mm-hmm. as we did... We, we knew that was going to happen. Uh, yep. And, of course, the, 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 the lad, you know, let's not be too critical. He reacted, and he, he probably standing there thinking, you know, oh, dear, I've done this wrong. You know, he, he realised he'd got it wrong. But he, he's, he'd been told to get the balls off the pitch, so he reacted. Bad luck. Do you, do you not think as well, he, where, where he was standing, he was he was looking back at the, like, in the corner where all the stewards were. So I, I, I was thinking my first reaction was that he'd been told by been told another to steward. To go yeah. on and to go on and get no, it. No, okay, I know. All right, okay. I have to take a little bit of that back. What I said earlier, not a lot of it, but a little bit. I wasn't there, so I didn't see the incident. Right, I will try and find it and, and have a look at it and, and bring a more objective view. Right, um, but surely the leader of K two security would have had those people in a room before the game started, knowing when we all knew that tennis balls and stuff would be thrown on the pitch. This is your duty. This is how you act. And this is how you react. Yeah, yeah. I want to add as well, because there is a, some other comments on there, and I think one was just off my comments around the stadium. So just for clarity, when I say they've done stuff at the stadium, what I mean is the front of the cop has had, albeit it's a facelift, but it's had a facelift and it looks a thousand times better. Inside the stadium, cop corner, used to have a, a blue board. And in fact, at one point at the start of the season, still had Adidas as our sponsor showing on there, that's now been replaced and that's now showing pictures and, and, and artwork from games. So that's what I mean about the changes. There are still obviously fundamental works, as we've already covered, that have still got to happen. But a couple of the things that people had asked for, which was let's spruce up the stadium, let's make it look better, that has started. 
And, and, mm. and you know, that's what I mean by my comment. Those are the areas that have improved. A violent sense is it's either going to be bans for supporters or fines or fine points. Uh, please, outside demonstrations only. I don't want our club going further downhill because this ain't the Birmingham I know. I know we've got to do something, right? And I know we've still got to be up there and still got to be vocal about it. But be guarded on what you do do, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right, Noel, you're playing career with Blues then. How many games did you play? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was, oh, come on, Noel. I was 75, something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, like That was back in the 70s, wasn't it, Ian? Yeah? yeah, right. What was it like playing in front of a big ground at St Andrews back in the day with the old cop and the, and the uh, old Tilton. It was great. It was great. Um, it, was it was great, great being in the stands, mate. Yeah, it was It was great in, in, in more ways than one, obviously being a Blue Nose and uh, a local lad from Spark Hill, Sparkbrook. Um, then I moved over to Stetford for my teens. Um, I I used to go and stand on the cop and I used to go down in my mates. I went to... When I came to England at 10, my uncle, my uncle took me, first took me down, down the Blues in 72. Um, remember the first game Wolves we played the game the first game I went to was against Wolves mm-hmm. the Wolves of the Mike Bears and Derek Dugan of that, of that, that period and that sort of thing um, and it's it just sort of ingrained with you you know walk across the, up, up through um, small leaf across the bridge there from from, from um, Donovan Road where we grew up and then just see you go to the game you used to go with, with your mates from school I went to Golden Ehrlich secondary school mm-hmm. Road, and <laughs> Tuesdays it's a long wind, long winded way of me answering your questions but Tuesdays they used to play in the old alternate Tuesdays and they used to play in the reserves used to play in the, um, the football combination and the likes of Gary Emanuel Vince O'Keefe Mickey Rathbone Ricky Sprague and people like that he used to, he used to bunk off school on Tuesday afternoon you know um, go and go, and go and watch a game <laughs> and stuff like that but we knew um, a few of us used to do it um, I know my, my, my mates are still go down there. I don't go down as often as I can, because obviously with work and one another. But they 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 still go all the time, you know. So I used to go and stand in the cup when you know. Um, and even when I when I when I was at Villa, I used to get get back after. From the <laughs> yeah, from the ten pound fine. <laughs> <laughs> we finished. We used to kick off at one o'clock, two o'clock sometimes, and get back for the last half hour, you know, mm. like that. But. Playing in front of those uh, passionate fans in the, in the in the big crowds and that, like I said, it was great because you always had that sort of a dream. One day, one day, that's what you wanted to do. Uh, mm-hmm. To actually taste it, um, be part of it. You know, the, 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 the people say it now, so and so is one of our own. Well, we, you know, there there am I. Mm-hmm. No, we've uh, we've had a few people update us on the show box for your reference. Ninety six appearances for Blues. Uh, and five goals scored. So one of the questions that's come through is, how gutted are you not to have done 100 appearances? Of course you're gutted, but you you know you, you don't think about it when you're playing. You don't think about it. You just play when you're selected. Um, I didn't miss many uh, through injury or anything like that. Also, I think I missed one game through suspension. Um, and I missed I missing a game at, uh, against Arsenal at uh, St Andrews. I did my hamstring against Forest and the Bok- and then Saturday in a bank holiday. I missed the game. Um, okay for the following weekend and stuff like that. So I didn't miss too many um, while I was fit. 
I was okay with always, I was always selected. So we knew something well. Um, yeah, but it's just one of them where, you know, it's time to move on. And so, it's, and, and so it went. A uh, question from uh, Steve Job. He says, uh, can Noel give us his views on the 1983 derby at Villa Park when he exchanged views with Steve McMahon at the final whistle? <laughs> now, you don't have to Don't have to answer it. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean obviously the, the the game the game you know it's well documented the game you know was uh, people may want to call it a battle of Villa Park um, wet wet horrible day uh, windy day local derby obviously I will all be remembered for two things in that game um, one missing the penalty I don't know to this day I, sometimes you reflect and you know, you look back and you're thinking normally I'd take the penalty and I'd blast it I would hit him hard. And I hit him hard down the middle. For some unknown reason, I don't know whether whether because when I look back and I try to reflect on it sometimes, is, is whether because there was a bit of a delay. Uh, and I remember I always remember going to get going to fetch the ball, and it was in front of in front of the old ten. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm putting this away. But and as I'm putting it away, I'm approaching it. I'm thinking I used to play with Spinchy, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute. And Spinchy, to be fair to him, is, is a big unit, and he filled that goal. He, you know, but some unknown reason, I changed my mind. And as I said, it was a wet day. And I did. I just didn't make no connection with the ball properly. And he could have thrown his cap on it, you know. I just didn't connect with the ball properly because I changed my mind. I knew if I hit it, um, and I got the idea from watching Mickey Shannon taking penalties. Um, Shannon, if you remember, used to smack him down the middle. Um, and I just got the idea of watching TV, and then I did the same. I didn't miss. That's the first one I missed, and it's the last one I took. You know, that was it. And obviously... From my point of view, the thing people always talk about is the McMahon incident at the end of the game. Um, you know, you look back on it. When you're involved and at the height of it and the emotions are running and what have you, they sometimes do things that you're thinking, what the hell did I do? But at the time, for me, he said something derogatory um, and I reacted. And it was as simple as that, you know. Um, and I, I hasten to say here and now that it wasn't anything about a collar or anything like that. But I just felt he was said what, what, what he said was derogatory. Um, obviously, Steve and I have been come up across towards many a time since. In, in a good way, or yeah, no, we're fine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he's yeah, been, yeah. you know, he was, he was managing at uh, Blackpool and Swindon, and I was manager, managing and assistant manager editor. And you know, we we came across each other. We've been to functions here and there, even abroad and stuff. We get we get we get on well, it's, you know. But when when you're on the pitch and obviously local derby, and then thinking back to the game as well, if you remember, um, there's a bad tackle on Kev Kev Broaders, which I think in the end, you know, more or less cost finished Kev's career. Um, the, the, listen, local derbies, you know, it's a passionate game. Definitely, definitely. I've been fortunate enough to have played in a few local derbies up and down the country. I've played in one in Scotland, a Tayside derby. Dundee and Dundee United. Trust me, that is a proper derby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I take you back to uh, December 27th, 1982, uh, in another similar fixture, uh, and a goal you scored that day. Um, <laughs> we took on the so-called European champions. And uh, can you fill us in on your thought, more pleasant thoughts, shall we say, uh, about that day? Yeah, I mean, it was my first uh, first game against uh, against Villa. Obviously, it's coming from coming across from there to, to to the Blues, 
Um, I knew, obviously, I knew the lads. I knew all, all, all the lads. I'd sort of grown up with them. Um, you know, I was involved in the, 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 the group that won the league and the, the European Cup, although I didn't play any of the game, but I was involved in the squads and stuff. Um, and I just, the Villa fans obviously gave me pelters, as I say, in Scotland. They gave me loads. You know, Villa reject, et cetera, et cetera. They gave me loads. And as you said, right, so they, were, they were champions of Europe at the time and what have you. And it was a game, we, we were down near the bottom. Um, and it was a game that we felt over the Christmas period and full house, everybody's up for the game, you know. And on the day, we played really well. After the first 15, 20 minutes, once we went in front, we played really well in terms of not what you'd call, and I, look, I don't remember the game, not, not what you'd call fluid football or anything like that. But what we did, you know, we, we ran, we scrapped, we battled, we had jumped, we had tackled, we had fought, you know, we got in behind them. And we didn't, we never really, they never really looked like sort of, um, how can I put it, getting in behind us, you know. Um, and I think the, the, the scoreline at the end of the day was, was about right. Yeah, yeah. I, I must I must tell you a little story about that game. My my poor father at that time was very very poorly, and we tried to get him home for Christmas, and he he stayed till lunchtime, and we had to take him back to hospital. So on the way to the game, I visited him, and boy did he look very very sad and poorly. Uh, I went to the game, and. Um, I went back on the ward at East Birmingham and I saw the most healthy, happy-looking man I've ever seen in my life. It, it mm. like he'd come to life. It was such a beautiful moment. And uh, I've always wanted to thank thank you and, and the boys for that day. He gave my, he gave, gave my father an extra day of decent life. Thank you very much. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's just blown me away, mate. I've got goosebumps on me. Goosebumps Fantastic. now. <laughs> oh, God. I was where, where, at that time. I was, I was only like uh, I was five or six, so I'd have been playing with my Star Wars figures. <laughs> I wish I'd, have gone, I'd have wished I'd have gone to that game. To be fair, yeah, but I, I, I love I love hearing you know all these stories, not just from from like play, ex players like Noel, but you know like Alan just said, you know all the little anecdotes and stuff. Well, old people yeah. like us. <laughs> yeah. No, characters. Sorry, Chris. Oh, sorry, Chris. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was just going to say, it's fair to say there's uh, definitely a lot of love, like we said at the beginning of the show out there for you, oh, Noel, and loads, oh, without a doubt. loads yeah. of questions hitting the show box. Cool. So I'll just uh, shout out a couple now. We've got uh, Shane Goff, and he said, uh, we've all heard many rumours, many rumours. Um, however, is it true that you once kicked the villa dressing room door? And also, rumour has it that you locked Julian Dix in a broom cupboard. How true are they? <laughs> true or false? First one, false. The amount the 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 of changing room doors that I've been accused of booting in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's even one, there's even one, we had two lads, we had three lads sent off at Pompey, Pompey at Sheffield United. We had three players sent off. I was, on the, I was still on the pitch and I was supposed to kick the door in. <laughs> and, and I said... You know, they came to me from the FA about fining me for doing that, you know, um, and I wasn't guilty. So that, that, that was for that. But, I mean, I'm big and I'm black and I'm ugly. And then people... <laughs> people Dixie, 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 Dixie was... Dixie was um, 
he was a little rascal. He, he was a great lad, Julian. He was training with the Blues first team at 14 years of age. Yeah. He, he's come back from Bristol and then he moved up and stayed in uh, Small League um, in, with Martin Cool and lads like that. A great lad, Dixie. I don't remember locking him in a cupboard door um, and that sort of thing, but uh, it may well be true. I don't know. That's almost like a no comment interview, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I don't know what we call locking him in a door anyway. You're, you're still working for the FA. They can't do you anymore, surely. No, I don't, I don't work with him anymore. So. No, right. Oh, don't you? Okay. Noel, a really, really, really seriously interesting question, right? And again, I'm never shy to ask a question, right? And everybody loves you, Noel. Everybody loves you. What's your take on taking the knee before a game? Good question. My take on it is, what, what would I do? I've never been in a position. Um, sometimes gestures are there to... A bit like the, like the Blues fans with the tennis balls and so on and so forth, to get reaction. Now, would I take the knee or would I do something in a different way? I don't know is the honest answer. Uh-huh. My take on it is it, 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 it has had a reaction. It has had a, it's had, it's had a, it's had a reaction. Has it served its purpose? Again, I don't really know um, because I see the majority of players still do it and clubs still do it. Um, one or two players will do their own thing differently by standing or what have you. It's a difficult one because I don't know. I've never been in a position. Uh-huh. As a black person, as a black person, and a black player, former a, a, a poor black player, I think there had to be something um, drastically uh, done. Um, whatever that looks like, I don't know. But obviously, like I said before, I think the Americans started it with one of the American football, American uh, NFL players, and then it's you know at a snowball effect, obviously with the, with the um, uh, Floyd incident and so on and so forth. Um, it's possibly the best thing to do. Um, thinking about it, it's possibly the best mm-hmm. thing to do because it's, it's, it's showing unity there and then, you know, prior to going into battle. Do you know how I show unity? Yeah. You pull that shirt on, I couldn't care what colour you are, mate. I couldn't care. If you've got a shirt on with a Birmingham City badge, you're my hero immediately, and I love you. End of. The unfortunate thing with that, though, you see, it's not the players. No. It, it's, yeah. people within, it's people within mm. who, behave that, who behave that way. And unfortunately, the good people get uh, the, the good people get lambasted with, with, with idiots. I worked for an Indian guy for twenty seven years. I've had black people operate on my body and try to get it. You know, this was before my football career. Um, tried to, yeah. which lasted an hour. <laughs> that long. And, and, and you know what? You know what? I, I shake it. I don't care. It just it just it baffles me. It baffles me. Um, I, don't, I don't care. You're a Birmingham City player, or you're another player from another football. Club. I'd never abuse another player from another football club over race. Never, 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 ever. Right? Mm-hmm. And we got pulled up on this a few months ago, didn't we, Chris? Mm-hmm. Right? About calling somebody a jippo. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and you know what? It never, never crossed my mind. Jippo, jippo. And you do it. You do it. But it never crossed my mind that that's that's like an ethnic kind of. Not enough, uh, like it's a type of community it's, themselves, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What the need does it reminds you of things like that. You know, it, it, it nudges you and say, you might you might have said something that you haven't talked about, but people doing the need reminds people every week that this is a a problem 
in society. And I, I, I think I, I don't like the fact that the, the Birmingham team are mixed now. So, so some do it, some don't. Uh, the Luton team on Saturday all, all joined hands and stood together. I like that because it's yeah. all in one. Yeah, yeah, the Blues team at the moment is, is some do and some don't. And either, either all do it or do something else. Uh, I think it served its purpose, Alan. No, and I think it's, it is now time to change to something else. Yeah. Because I, don't, I don't see why it affected me, people I, that much. Right. Where, where, where this gets me is, look, George Floyd should never have died that day. Never. Right? Never have died that day. Um, but, but this always reminds me of, of what he did just prior to that. Yeah. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, That, yeah. that was yeah, yeah, still yeah. a human being, and he should never have been killed that day. Never. Right? Yeah. And there was enough. There was enough people around there to prevent that, uh, and and to arrest him under normal circumstances, etc., etc., etc. And they failed. They failed him. They failed the world. To be honest with them, mm. they failed the world. Um, and 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 I, I I just wish it was. It, it's my absolute wish in life that we could just love each other and get on. It's well, nice what, to be nice. Yeah. The, 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 nice the, to be nice. The thing is, though, uh, um, and they can see when you're a player and the black player that's been abused. Mm-hmm. around the country because of my colour, yeah? Mm. It is an awful feeling that's inside you. Uh, this is why I wanted to ask a question, yeah? You, you'd you rather someone come up to you and give you a right hook. Really, yeah? Then you can give him a right hook back. Right. You, you can solve it. See, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me and I don't see, see colour as a difference. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Let me say this to you. One of the reasons, I'll give you an example. One of the reasons, yeah. why, reasons why I went to Leeds United is this. I played there for Portsmouth, and for 90 minutes, I kid you not, every time I touched the ball, there was two. There was myself and Vinci Lair. Remember a little mm-hmm. Vinci Lair? Yeah, yeah, I remember him, yeah. Nothing with Vinny. Never had a problem. He never got anything. Whether because I, I was an aggressive type of player or what have you. And every time I touched that football, it was shoot that, the N-word, what N-word, mm-hmm. that effing N-word. Really? And Birmingham City was all been my first team, my first club I supported. Mm-hmm. My second team was Leeds United. Do you know what? The first team I ever supported was Leeds United when they got beat against Sunderland in the FA Cup final. Yeah. And all my family wanted uh, wanted wanted um, uh, Sunderland to win, and I felt sorry for Leeds. And, and that's I had a little bit of an affinity, but I don't know. I don't have a second team. Yeah. Do Birmingham City women? Yeah. But that's the, um, what about the reserves? Anybody, mate. The kit man. The guy who mows the grass, right? The guy who paints the lines. Everybody there is my hero, I promise you. But, but that the, that's the reason I went to Leeds. Mm-hmm. And then when I became, if you like, the first West Indian-born player to captain that club. Mm-hmm. What a proud I, moment. Hold on. I started to see the amount of black lads I started to go to that club. Mm-hmm. But therefore, I felt that I'd have, I'd have, I've had an effect. I've played my part in helping to change things. And it's a bit like the question you posed a moment ago about taking mm-hmm. the knee. Mm-hmm. People are doing what they think is right to help to change views. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the same incident when I played for Portsmouth after I left the Blues in the early days of, of Pompey. Yeah. Form, the form dipped when I, I started off well, then the form dipped. Someone on the mm-hmm. wife and that were back in Birmingham, etc. Happens to Chris every week, mate. Yeah, sorry? <laughs> yeah, it happens to Chris Brown every week. Yeah. And then 
some of the sexual Pompey fans, they were just abusing me, not because of my football. Mm. Well, a combination of my football, I would say, to be fair to say, but also my colour. And it became your old fans abusing you about your colour. Mm. But then I said, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm gone. I'm not coming back. Came home, went back home. Mom said, get your backside. Showed them what you're about. And Alan Ball, God rest his soul, my Pompey teammates and the chairman, John Dickin, and John Deacon, as well as the directors, we are out having this. And the other proper Portsmouth supporters, they came out in abundance and they they changed people's views. Right. So yeah. we spoke about a moment ago, you know, Blues are split, some are standing, some are taking the knee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Solidarity. And that was what, in the end, that got Pompey promotion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see, go on, Alan. Alan, go. Sorry, Ollie. No, no, no. Okay, uh, can, can uh, Oliver just wanted to come in on that uh, on that subject? Sorry, I thought I thought Oliver was Alan. He looks like no, him. No, no, oh. Oliver. No, you can't see Oliver. <laughs> Go on, Oliver. No, I was, I was just saying in terms in terms of with the knee as well. You know, back when it like all first started, you know, you had people booing. I I don't get why it affected people. Like it's it's what how long before before the game? What a five five ten second thing. It show it shows it shows that people are trying to change. But I don't understand. I don't understand why it affected people. I don't understand why people were against it. Right. Okay, Ollie. I, well, I, I, I can answer that because at the Stoke game, right? I thought Stoke were going to kick off, and I started booing, and then everybody took the knee, and I was still booing because I wasn't watching what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of people like kind of turned around and looked at me. Obviously, I stopped. And I'm not a disrespectful person in in, in that respect. And and I can't, I don't look. We've all got two eyes, two hands, two feet, one tongue, you know, a nose each. And uh, just because of skin colour, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And I think that's what bothers, it's, it bothers, it's only a me, a personal thing. What bothers me is that because I just don't care, it doesn't bother me. I think that's what affects me with taking the knee. I, just, I don't can you understand what I'm coming yeah, to? I know, I know you're coming Yeah, yeah. And I'm, yeah, and I'm saying it. like, uh, look, this is just absolutely me, right? If you're a black player and you've got a Birmingham City shirt on, mate, you are, honestly, I love you. You're my hero, right? Because all I want you to do is go out there, perform and play well and make me happy for the next week. And you're easily pleased. And then, and then, <laughs> I'm just going to come back with that one because you yeah. see, that, that's a great statement as a Blues fan and you're a black lad playing for Blues. You just want to see mm-hmm. you, you don't matter. But then unfortunately... Unfortunately, and it hurts me to say this, but it's fact. Mm-hmm. There are fans out there who will boo the opposition black players. Nah. Yeah. yeah. No. I, all right. I, right yeah. Okay. Now think... you'll get what you get from me, right? Space, yeah, yeah. Space, no, space. I'm just making. Um, yeah. What, yeah, what, no, I'm, what, nothing, what I'm saying yeah. is, is I don't, I don't get it. I don't see it. Like yeah. I say, I'm so grateful for that Indian man for 23 years of work. I'm so grateful for the black surgeons that have operated on my body to put it back together. I'm so grateful for, uh, you know, the black bus driver that drove me safely. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for anybody who in society does anything nice for anybody else. Yeah, yeah. So it should be. It should be. It should be. However, I'm not ashamed or afraid to have asked the question, as you can see, no, no. right? I call, I'll, I'll ask the questions, Noel, no matter what they are, because I want a reaction, I want to understand how you feel, and I want to understand how other people feel. No, no, it's a great, great question. Great but we question. still love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig? Yeah, no, so a um, couple of other questions that are coming. One that I think is, is particularly uh, good at uh, 
this point in time. But if I start off with one from Stephen Gell, and he said that um, out of all the people and management that you've worked with, which one particular manager did you take a piece of advice from that you've taken into your own coaching career? And who was it? Um, influences, I think. Uh, yeah, it is influences, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've been fortunate, really, in terms of the managers I've, I've had. Obviously, Ron Swans I've had twice. I've had, um, Howard Wilkinson, Billy Bremner, a guy in Scotland, Jim Duffy. Um, Graham Turner, I went along with a kid to shoot from, from the villa, um, Graham Turner. Some really good influences. But in terms of taking something into coaching, it would be a flick a coin between Howard Wilkinson and Ron Saunders. Howard, to a lot of people, is dour and, you know, this personality or whatever. I'm Ron. <laughs> I had a pop-up in my fat athletes and what have you. And the interesting thing was I didn't realise how good he was until after I left. Mm. started to sort of get my head onto my, my thinking about going into coaching and so on and so forth. He was ahead of his time. He was, a, and I promise you, he was ahead of his time in terms of the, the sports science and the diets and nutrition, etc., and the way we train or what have you. He was ahead of his time. Mm. Um, you know, you see people wearing GPS vests now and all that. We were doing it with different way. We were taking our, our pulses and so on and so forth, doing different. First time I ever encountered it. Yeah. Ron was very similar in terms of things like that, especially the, the, uh, when we were at Villa, in terms of the way he worked us. We worked hard. And you know, people talk about the, uh, the, the Leeds Gaffer now, uh, Basella, what his name is, in terms of how they, how they work and their work ethic and, you know, 100 miles an hour and they what man to man all over the place and all that. All that stuff, that was being done back then. So the big thing I took away from Ron Saunders as of going into coaching was if you're going to, be, if you're going to become a coach, get the spine of your team right. Get the spine. I always remember those, those, those if you're going to become a coach, Get your spine of your team right. And Howard was the same. He, he, he drummed at home to us at Leeds, you know. Howard's organisation um, and attention to detail was second to none. Second to none. So it's, it's a long-winded answer, um, but I would it would be hard for me to, to separate Howard Wilkinson and Ron Saunders in terms of that. Other managers are good, but in different ways. And um, just just on the Ron Saunders thing, this was a bit bit light hearted. But uh, uh, does not remember Ron Saunders trying to get rid of the gypsy curse? Did he have his boot soles painted red? Is that a myth? Fact. Fact. <laughs> no. You know what? When you can sum something like that up with one word, that was the only word you could have used. No. Madam Rosinia. I wasn't expecting that. No, yeah. normally, mate. <laughs> So it was true then? Yeah, it was true. We, oh, um, we, I we, think we, that was what back means, Mark. Yeah. Wow. We, uh, we, we, we had our boot, the sole of our boots was painted red. No. Yeah. And because um, they were talking about this gypsy curse and in the yeah. Hilton Bowl. Yeah. And they, they came down and did people spoke. I and mean, we were given like um, a pamphlet, a coin and stuff like that. Still in the love thing. Like, <laughs> boots, all the boots were painted red. I can't believe this. And I, and I remember we, we played we played the Albion, um, and it was my first goal for the Blues. We played Albion at uh, St Andrews. People people after the game, people were saying this happened in the midweek, and then people were saying that's sort of sucked the ball in to get for us to get the penalty 
Kevin Dillon's got the penalty to win the game 2 1. We went 1 0 down, uh, Peter Easto scoring, and then I equalised, and then Dill got the penalty late on. And, you know, that was ref- it was all ref- referred back to that because of the. Um, the curse was lifted and so on and so forth. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> wasn't, mate. It certainly wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the story. I remember I remember we went oh. to Arsenal the following week and um, Ivory and the, the cameras were following us going in and trying to look into the skip, uh, the, the boot skip and stuff like that. And then we ran out the, the sole of the boots you know, and stuff. Yeah, it was true. Yeah. Incredible. Did you when you when you found out about it, Noel? Did you sort of buy into it, or were you sort of try not to laugh? You sort of nudging each other and saying, "What's going on here?" You know. No, I mean, I think in 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 back in the day, you know, play players, you know, you, you were led by your manager, mm. led by your manager. You, you know, you didn't really um, challenge your coaching staff because whatever they said went. You know? mm. so it's not like now where you know you see players come and challenge. It wasn't like that, you know. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You fell out of demand if you have a transfer or whatever and so on and so on in the team. But in the main, whatever the gaffer said, you, 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 follow, you follow. Incredible. Uh, interesting question from Scott Rothwell again. Can we ask Noel if he ever had the opportunity to return to Blues in any capacity? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Um, after I left Pompey, um, or told, told leaving Pompey, I came down and spoke to Gary, Gary Pendry. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was seriously thinking about coming back to the Blues. Um, but as it turned out, I sat, went, went up, went, met him at St Andrews, and went upstairs and sat in his office and, and, and speaking with him and whatnot. And then the reason why I didn't sign, well, part of the reason why I didn't sign, um, I had a few clubs to go and speak to, um, and I told the chairman Ken Weldon that I, you know, I've, I've got a meeting with Leeds, a meeting in the following week, a couple of days' time, I think it was. And then he said to me, go and speak to uh, Leeds and then come back and tell us what they said. And that put me off. That just put me off. Uh, mm. That's not speaking here of the dead, you know, because I know he's passing. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, but that's, that, that was part of the reason. Another part of the reason why was in a meeting with Gary and... Vince Overson was the centre half at the time of the club, and he, he knocked the door and came in and sat, sort of plunked, plunked himself down. And I just thought, how unprofessional, you know. I always remember, I just thought, how unprofessional. You know, I'd come back, if you like, from Pompey, where I'd been four years, and they did things a little bit different, you know, professional in a lot of ways and, and stuff. And I just thought, no, this wasn't right. And then so I went, I went up and I spoke to all the clubs, you know. Um, and people, London clubs were offering whatever, whatever so and so offered you, we'll double it and all that. I said, no, I'm going to Leeds. My mind was made up to go to Leeds, and I think going to Leeds was, if you like, the destiny. And um, it was, it was, it was, it was after the incident I told you about with you know, the um, N word, F and blood. It was just meant for me to go to Leeds. Um, and I did turn. I don't have no regrets in terms of going there because I helped to change. Um, perceptions and views mm. um, you know remember going around to school with, 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 with Vinnie Jones and people like that trying to educate people about you and Vinnie Jones walk into a school them kids are going to do what they're told to straight away mate no matter what that's 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 what it was but that's so that's so yeah the chance that's a chance I had to go back uh, yeah. Go back to the blues, 
But since then, I've, I've, in over the years, I've heard things muted, especially in the coaching capacity and all that. But nothing, nothing ever materialised from that point of view. But that's, I did have a chance to go back as a player. Right. Okay. Um, what do you do now nowadays? At the moment, I work as a for myself as a consultant um, and looking after young players. Um, I do some mentoring as well. I want to mm-hmm. want to take my mentoring on to another level. Um, at the moment, still in the, still in the game then, no. Yeah, but not not. I'm still in the game, but not in the way I wanted to be. Um, what, what did you want to be? I still want to coach. Right. But and you still want to coach now? I can't. No. Right. I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys were aware of it, but I had a stroke about six years ago. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did know about that. Yeah. Um, and then what? What it does is to, to, today. Um, you know, I could, I've got all the energy in the world and everything's fine. You know. mm-hmm. But when I when I when I coach, I coach with passion. I'm a passionate coach. That's who I am. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not one of these coaches that sit there like you know and you don't exist. No, I'm I'm, I'm involved. Yeah. Um, people. Some people. One minute people say they look at Klopp, they look at Guardiola, and uh, Tuchel. You know, and, and they say they're, they're they're animated. If it's a British manager, you're animated. You're a foreign right. manager doing it. It's great. Well, I'm just being myself. Mm. Just being myself, you know. When Ericsson was sat there not doing anything, and managers like that, and they're saying, "Look, he doesn't care. He's not involved or whatever." Well, that's not me. That's not me. We've all got our own innate personality. You, you are, you are what you are. Uh-huh. I'm working my place. Uh, I hope you don't mind me asking, Noel, but how, how did the stroke affect you? In what, in what way? Oh, good God! How did it affect me? It changed my life. Yeah. It changed my life. I went through. Yeah. Listen, I went through spells of depression. Uh, I still suffer with anxiety. Um, I had the, the the suicidal thoughts. Well, I'd be walking around, looking at trees, and thinking that won't take my weight, and so on and so forth. And yeah, I'm gonna, you know, asking my wife sometimes if there's any rope in the garage and stuff like that. And he, he, oh, no. The thing with it is, is it affected me more emotionally um, than physically. It affected me physically, but more emotionally. And in the past, I've, I was one of those ones when, I, when people said about people who took their own lives. I always felt it was um, it was sort of selfish. Um, but it's only when I experienced what I experienced that I realised it wasn't self. You're not. They're not selfish. What it is, you're not in control. Mm-hmm. You are not in control. Wow! Wow! You know, um, thankfully, um, I'm all, I'm over that um, that sort of uh, extreme uh, case case of that. But occasionally, like I said, I still have the anxiety issues from time to time. But in the mean, I'm I'm okay. That's good. That's good. Thanks for being so candid and honest, mate. That is that is commendable. Honestly, I promise you, because there's a lot of people out there that, that suffer, and I've done it myself. Right? Mm. When you get somebody who is Noel Blake, who is loved by everybody, coming out with something like that, you've just made an impact on a lot, a lot of people, I promise you. Absolutely right. Yeah. Well done, yeah, well done. Def- definitely. Mm. There's so many, so many questions on the show, but we are never, ever, ever going to get through them all, Nick. I know, mate. I know. We, need, we, need, we need Noel to do his uh, 1 to 11, if you've got that ready, uh, yeah. Noel. And uh, we can run through that if you want to. Yeah, um, 
a lot of a lot of people think it's it's, it's a lot of my mates and stuff like that, but it's not. <laughs> it's um, the players that I've played with the club. Um, there's one or two who've, who I've missed out who came close to my thoughts. Um, but what well, anyway? Here we go. My goalkeeper is Tony Colton. Um, he's the best goalkeeper I've played with. Um, yeah. I've had a good bloke. He's uh, a footballing goalkeeper. You know, he used to play outside, five aside, TC. He's got the his left foot, you know. Uh, my right back, David Langan. Ah, oh, brilliant. What a player. Four bus up and down. Four bus have always been doing it. Mm-hmm. So we've had Langan on the right hand side, Dennis on the left hand side. <laughs> you know, um, and then this one might surprise people. Um, I had Jimmy Egan at centre half. Right. Yeah. I don't even remember Jimmy Hagen. Uh, yeah, the fullback. Yeah, Hagen was one of these players he could play anywhere on the football field. Yeah. Um, right. For me, he was underrated. Uh, we took him from Blues Gun from Coventry. I think it was a, a, a small fee of free transfer and that, but he was a good player. He was good in the air, quick as anything, and could play off both feet and didn't mind a tackle. Didn't mind a tackle. You know, but a good lad as well, Iggy. So he, he would be my, my right side centre half. And next to him, I'd play Pat Van Den Um Patsy, again, for me, at the time, I thought he was underrated and underused at Blues, in my, in my opinion. Um, I know he played maybe after Mark left. Um, but that would be, be my back four, back five with Tony in goal. That back four there has got plenty of pace. All of them are quick. And they're all comfortable on the ball. If you, you know, you talk about modern day players, they, they can feel that. And you know what? 1v1 with Dennis, 1v1 with Lange, go on. Nothing's going to get past that. My midfield four, um, I've got Abby Gale on the right hand side, um, Robbie Hopkins on the left hand side. Um, you know, Robert, Robert's my uh, my best friend in football, best man at wedding. We've been mates since schoolboy days. Oh, that's brilliant. We played together with my youth team captain when we won the youth cup. Um, I told him that he was coming to Blues. I'll never forget his face. Gaffer wanted to speak to him. And that uh, we came up from a game at Brighton and all the Blues played at Brighton and I had to go and find him. I knew mm-hmm. I find him. Uh, he was to the Blues. The biggest shame for him was that he never he never got to go uh, and play at the uh, Lakeland Cup Cup final, did he? Yeah, that's uh that's 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 how it, that's life sometimes, isn't it? You One know? of them games that I sobbed with joy out, yeah. sobbed with joy. Yeah, so they're they my two wide players. Are one side, up at the other side? Again, both got pace, both got goals in them, both love the tackle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and passionate players, and they could deliver the ball off either foot as well. The two central midfield players, one may surprise people, Kevin Broadhurst. Um, he was a proper leader, Broads. Proper leader, and in my opinion, a bit like Jimmy Hagen, underrated. But he, when Broads when was in our team, we were a better team for it because he did the um, unsavory, so-called unsavory work. You know, um, he, he, he could tackle, Kev. He could tackle. The other thing with Broads, which I never understood this, his name is Kevin. And it's How many people get that wrong? Yeah, typically, yeah, I mean, well, maybe, maybe, maybe the registrar just made a simple mistake. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine, he, he was Jewish as well. So. Oh, don't leave, leave it. It's a bowel. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the essential midfield players, Kevin Dillon. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Bill, Bill was a class player. I played him at Pompey as well. A class, top class. I played off both set plates. 
goal scorer in midfield. Uh, the biggest moaner in the world. Biggest moaner. <laughs> and then up front, you know, you want to call it 4 4 the way the shape is. I've got a little Ian Undersides, God rest his soul. Um, I'll tell you what, Bonta, we used to call him Bonta. Bonta could play anywhere in that front six. You know, he was that good. Technically very good. Picked it up, drove at people, drove past people, put a shift in, scored goals. You know, good team, good team guy, um, player, but an all-round really, really good guy. Nice. And sadly missed. Mm. And then up front, the only, only only one number nine for me in the, from my time at Blues. And we had Mick Ferguson and people like Tony Evans and Neil Watmore and like that. But the one I'd play for is Godfrey Dyson, Big Mick Harford. Uh, top guy, um, top human being, and what a centre forward. What a centre forward. That's a well beaten team, can I promise you? <laughs> but, you know, with Mick, that, that run we had that year where we needed to, I think we had to win six out of seven, five out of seven to stay up. You know, and he, led, he, he took them all on. You know, there's Chris Nickel down at Southampton and Dave Watson and all that. You know, going to Coventry with Peak and King Clark. He took them all on a bit. You know, he led the line and, you know, he, he, he was uh, he was a top, top centre four. Just lacked a yard of pace, Mick, really. But a six, 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 three, six, four, he's never really going to be that explosive. Yeah. But what he yeah. knock it up to me, he'd hold it up, you know, bring others into the game, um, get across into the box. He's a good, he can finish with his head on his feet. You know, give really, it to Mick, really, give really, it to Mick, give it to Mick. <laughs> and, you, and your manager? Managers, the manager for me, obviously, I only had the one manager at Blues, and it would be Ron Saunders. Yeah. What I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, what a team that was. What a team that would be. What a team that would be now, today. And that would be worth, like, oh, okay. a fortune. <laughs> okay, we're into the last 15 minutes, ladies and gents. Craig Courtney, can you quickly uh, do the card that's now been filled? And more money raised for charity. Wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, with this, uh, I should say that uh, all the uh, the money's raised are, are going to FACT, which is our fund at the moment that uh, we've got running to uh, help purchase tickets for people to visit games uh, at, uh, at St Andrews. So thank you to everybody. That has been involved. We saw what, what does fact stand for, Craig? Okay, so I'll, I'll just I'll <coughs> just give a quick explanation on facts. Okay, so there are there are quite a few kids and a few adults that maybe or may not have had a rough time lately. Uh, it may be that the kids not, <coughs> not visit not not been to a football game before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or that the, the parents are having a bit of a bit of a rough rough time at the moment. And it's really just to give them that chance to go to a match, just sample the atmosphere, etc., etc. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to raise funds for an adult and a mm-hmm. child, to, or, or maybe two, uh, to go to a game. So far, so far we've had a fantastic donation from our friends at Bordesley Labour Cup, who, who have donated tickets for the end of the till the end of the season, which is absolutely fantastic. We've had a donation from our friend Mr. Mike Wiseman, and also we've had donations from our, our, our fans on um, uh, Tilton Talk Group. Excellent. So, so we've so we've got tickets now for the rest of the season, and That's also incredible. we've got we've got tickets going into next season. How about, How about that? How about that? I love, yeah. I love you, Birmingham City fans. You are, you are just wonderful. Absolutely I fantastic. That. Sorry to jump in, Craig. Carry no, on. it's all right. Um, so I can say that the uh, random number that has been selected mm-hmm, 
14. Um, and that is Norwich City, uh, which belongs to, uh, oh, fantastic, our very good friend, Lindsay from... Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah. Excellent, oh, wonderful, wonderful news. Well done, Lindsay. That's Congratulations right. to you. Into the last uh, 10 minutes we're doing this. We're only doing this for 10 minutes, ladies and gents, because talking to Noel Blake has been an eye-opener tonight, an inspirational eye-opener, I promise you. Um it's Valentine's Day, and I've got the wench some flowers for Valentine's. I've got self raising, I've got plain, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're in so much trouble. Uh, oh, don't, don't think you don't believe me. I'll go to the kitchen and fetch your mate. Let me tell oh, you. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> and um, anything to do with the flower shop or anything to do with Valentine's Day? Flower shops and Valentine's Day. Off you go. I'm going to start you off with Tony Hart and Tim Flowers. <laughs> Tony Hart and Tim Flowers. There you go. There's two have, for you. Uh, There's two. Danny, for you. Danny Rose. I'll stick Ooh. Danny Rose. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, what, what, about about Lee, what about Lee Bokeh to the booyah? Oh, I like that. Yeah, that was mm. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I just want to. Um, Violet says uh, this show has been a great insight into Noel Blake. Mental Incredible. health. Uh, mental health. Illness, racism, etc. Something I would love to hear more about. <laughs> Not only are you a legend of blues, but I respect you so much for everything you said tonight. Sorry you had abuse of people due to your skin colour. Heartbreaking to hear. That's from our friend Violet. Absolutely. Uh, right. Well done, Violet. Thank you for saying that. Uh, we've got um, Peter Undlove. Oh, we've got Danny Rose, Craig Gardner. Craig <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> Gardner. <laughs> Cardinal, oh yeah. Oh, oh dear me. <laughs> oh dear. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. No, but they they, they they crack me up every single week. George Friend. Mm, okay, that's not really love, is it? Uh, no, break my heart. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, Who was that? That was Violet. That was Violet. Asa Hart. Asa Hartford. Hartford. I like that one. Well done. Well done. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Like Joe, Joe oh. Hart. Yeah, about Joe Hart. Yeah, 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 yeah. All Hart. <laughs> uh, Nico Vars, Nico Varzen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> whole lot of, whole lot of, lot of Ron Flowers, Ron Flowers. There oh, we go. dear. What about, can, what about candle lip basky? Lip basky? Candle lip No matter, move on. We, we did. <laughs> Petal check, petal check. <laughs> petal check. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where did you get him from? Oh, uh, Patrick Payagrass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we, oh my probably God. Need, uh, we probably need predictions for uh, oh, the next dear. game as well, don't we? Yes. Uh, blues versus, well, Stoke versus Blues. It's up here in Chipland. Uh, oh. No, you'll know all about eating chips around in and around Stoke. Um Every time we beat him, I have a bag as a celebration. <laughs> and a bowl of flowers. And a bowl of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that's beat me. That one has done my stomach. Is so, so what is it about uh, the chips? Because I don't really understand it. Are they? Well, it's, 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 it's staple diet chips. up here. It's massive really? chip eaters, yeah. It's staple yeah. diet up here, chips. Um, there are more chip shops than humans. <laughs> <laughs> is your dad bad? Oh, my God. <laughs> What, what, what is it? Chipland? Chip eaters. Stokies are known as chip eaters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And no, you drive I've around been, Stoke occasionally, sorry. don't you? I've, I've, I've been here 30 years. Got yeah. Here, and I've never heard that before. 
Google Chip Eaters when uh, we finish the show, right? <laughs> Google Chip Eaters, right. You, you've driven around Stoke, haven't you? Yeah. What is it with them brown signs? What's this cultural quarter on it in Stoke? What he's saying is, what is it with all those brown signs? Uh, cultural centres. Cultural oh, quarter. Right. Cultural, I think it's cultural sarca- quarter. Sarcastic, sarcastic, it? Yeah, winding them all. Love, love to wind the stokies up. Uh, and of course, living here, there's lots of them around. So, uh, obviously, would prefer a win. And, and I think the dynamic trio uh, are going to really perform on Saturday. And I hope we get seven again. I really do. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be nice because that knows you know what that means for you, don't you? I was going to say, Chris, you have you to do yeah, with the nice. nudes. Yeah. You have to be a... Yeah. You have to, if Blue scores six now this year, you know, in it's any never game, he has, to, he has to do a show complete nude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the oh, one thing right. I will say uh, with that is, um, obviously, I, I had the pleasure of playing for both clubs. Yeah. Um, Stoke are going quite well at the moment, at home in particular. Yeah, but a resurgence of form. Yeah, yeah. A bit like, bit like Blues in terms of a, a few new players in the January window, and they're going quite well at home in particular. They're a terrific result at Forest the other day. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be an easy game. Forest it's not going to be well. Uh, but so it, make, it makes for a good game. And, uh, you know, so it's just an interesting to see how that one turns out. Mm. I think, per, per, personally, Nick, I think it'll be a draw. I'm going to go for a draw, 1 1. You know what? I, I reckon we're going to be. I mean, I, and I've not been this positive for a long time. After after watching the highlights and that uh, over the weekend, I, I, I think we've got it. We've got it going up front, certainly. Okay, we've got uh, Jimmy Bloomfield, uh, Chock and Doy, <laughs> Chock and Doy. <laughs> he comes. He comes up every week. <laughs> Jonathan uh... Gransford. Jonathan Gransford divorce. Uh, uh, Oliver, what do you think? Uh, oh, against Stoke. Give us your predictions, Oliver. Um, as you say, it'll be a tough game. Um, I think, we, to be honest, I think in general we're looking a lot better um, without Roberts at the minute. And I, yeah, I, I, we look. I just think we look more. <laughs> I just. I just think we look more stable. To be honest, I just, don't. He's, he's good, but he's not as good as we we can have. I'm. I'd. I'd. I want to say one 0 but I'm. I'm gonna go one one. Okay. Cool. Okay. We've got a few more coming in. Chocks and EK. Uh, love you a lot. Trevor a lot. Yeah. Love you a lot. Yeah. Peter Valentine. Ooh. Uh, Peter Lovenkranz. Like that one very much indeed. My favourite is still that one earlier though, which was. Uh, uh, oh, what was it? What was it? What was it? Yeah, keep them clean, people, please. There's children on. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> There's some funny ones there that we're not Addy Bowl of Flowers from Dom, Dom Kavanagh. We've got three <laughs> minutes to go of the show. Addy, Addy Bowl of Flowers from Dom Kavanagh. That, was, that one made my stomach hurt the worst, mate. Um, so, well, what a night this has been. Noel Blake, like a legend and a hero of the Birmingham City faithful. Uh, from the 80s. I, I know I was joking when I said the 70s. I was going to say the 50s, actually, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and for me, as, as, a, as a person, as a Birmingham City fan, to watch you put that Birmingham City shirt on and for me to laud and applaud you back in the day and then for me to talk to you tonight has been an honour. And I mean that. I genuinely, genuinely mean it. Um, the show, though, tonight 
remains and will always remain because this is now being recorded for Barry Lake, the Luton fan who sadly lost his life in Birmingham, who came down from uh, came up from Luton uh, to watch a game of football and never went home. To you, my friend, to all your family, to all your friends, God bless you. Rest in peace. Um, we, we're really humans at Birmingham City. We, we are. You know, I, I know we get a few numpties and one thing and all that, but generally, you know what? We're all a big, big family and we will always, always, always come together in sad times, in bad times and in good times. Uh, Noel Blake, thank you so much for joining us tonight, mate, and thank you for being so candid and honest earlier. And it takes a real, real proper person and I wouldn't say man because women do it as well, a proper person to come out and say how you feel. Mate, I, I tell you what, you it's, it's, it's blown me away, mate. I've got goosebumps on it so again. Blown me away that as tonight, Noel. What a man. And you only live at Newcastle. We could meet for a pint in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't encourage Don't encourage him, Noel, please don't. <laughs> but no, Noel, thank you for giving your time up on a Monday night and talking to Birmingham City fans about Birmingham City uh, and about your times there and your hard times and your good times and your bad times because we all go through them, right? But when you open up about them, it makes other people stand up and think, you know what, I need to talk about that. And it's well, good yeah, to talk. That's the thing, like you just said, it's, you know, it's, it's important that you share. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. Well, you know, that's the, um, that's the idea. Bless you. I, I, I mean it, mate, from the art of my bottom. I mean the bottom of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Talk and Talk show. It's nine o'clock on a Monday night. Another 90 minutes have gone past, and this has now been recorded forever forever it'll be on youtube it'll be all, all over the place on facebook one thing or another um our great guest tonight the one and only chairman of the board mr alan watton the man who fixes the, the well he fixes everything he fixes all our guests he fixes i don't know holes in walls or <laughs> No, Craig, you do so much work behind the scenes, mate. Guess who this is looking on? He's still at it. He's still at it. Um, you, you do so much hard work for, for us, and we genuinely, honestly, really appreciate what you do for us. And, and with this show that we do, without you, mate, it wouldn't be anywhere near what it is. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so, so very much for what you do for us. Good night, everybody. Next week, a guest just as good as Noel. Let's not no forget. one's as good as Noel. No Mick, one's as good as Noel. Mick Harford joins yeah. us next oh, week. Maybe so there is. what a show. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Andrew Adams, a.k.a. Mr. Roby, turns up in his bathrobe every week. Have you ever watched it, by the way? Uh, no, come no, on. No, that means no. Sorry, mate. Because you hesitated, that absolutely means no. You've never watched it. You skip rap. <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> oh, from a, you know, one of the best people that I know in my life, I promise you, the one and only Mr. Chris Brown, a.k.a. Mrs. Brown. Good evening, goodbye. <laughs> from myself, tonight, God bless, take care, have a great week. I hope we get three points on Saturday. Oh, I man. so want a bag of chips. I will even have extra vinegar on them, I promise you. But the last words tonight are going to be from our, our guest, who's been an absolutely, truly inspiration tonight, the one and only 
ex-Blues player, still Blues legend, Noel Blake. Good evening, everybody, and thanks very much for the um, invite, and just keep right on. What a bloke. What an absolute ledge. Good night, God bless you. Take care. Bye. Bye. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.